blowing his heart, bro. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's buzzing, actually. I think I went to the wrong Oh, class. buzzing. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of an interesting discussion. Sometimes today I'm back with the regular boys. That's Harsha, Haran, and Christian, and obviously myself, Tarun. And today we have a very special guest, uh, someone that I met a couple months ago that's been a such a great person. Um, Guzzy, do you want to introduce yourself to the podcast? That's so sweet. Wow. I wish I could say the same thing. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Let's go. Just kidding. But yeah, it's so nice to meet everyone. Um, some of the guys I've met you guys, except Christian, who I'm meeting now. Awesome. Um, but yeah, my name is Gazelle, or Guzzy, as everyone calls me. Raised in LA, born in Uzbekistan. Um, third culture kid, kind of-ish. I don't even yeah. know at this point. But Yeah. <laughs> Went to USC. Now I'm working here. Just moved to New York. Started a new job. Ooh. So it's been it's been a crazy time. Who would have mm. thought that being on a podcast would be on my bingo card after moving to New York? <laughs> but <laughs> here we are, I guess. Let's go cross that shit off after this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great, great introduction. I feel mm. like you hit on all the things that we had laid out for today's podcast. Um, starting with, you know, your roots in Uzbekistan. Um, I think I can speak for all of us here um, in that we don't know a ton about Uzbekistan. So like I'm, you were born there, like how long did you stay yeah. there? What's it like? Like what's the culture like? All that stuff. I would love to hear about it. All good. Um, well, you guys wouldn't be the first ones to say that you don't really know much about <laughs> it. In fact, my entire life, at least in the United States, everyone, mm. every time I've mentioned Uzbekistan, they've mm-hmm. either given me one of two like responses so the first one was either, oh, I've never heard of that country. Like, so interesting. <laughs> Tell me more. Or they would come back and they'll be like, do a little double take. And they'll be like, oh, you mean Pakistan, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that's a whole other story yeah. that we are so tired of talking about all mm. the time, I'm sure. But, you know, it is what it is. But it's a way I'm proud of my culture. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with explaining to people educating because mm-hmm. you have east asia you have south asia you have the middle east but everyone forgets about central asia mm-hmm. and you know we're the mighty stands part of the stands mighty stands. <laughs> like happy that. to rep it you know <laughs> yeah yeah but i actually was um so i was born in uzbekistan and um when i was about 6 years old my dad um entered us in the green card lottery and we won mm-hmm. somehow um and then we moved over here um moved over in the middle of february to mm. none other than chicago oh yeah <laughs> which is that, that's quite the introduction the best yeah. idea right when you're moving to a whole new country <laughs> don't know the language don't yeah. know the people Let's add in a blizzard on top of it and <laughs> and see how you do. Mm-hmm. But I give a lot of props to my parents for being able to make that giant change so yeah. quickly. And then to like go, not even to like the city of Chicago. It was in the suburbs mm-hmm. of like cornfields. And like it was, it was very like scary, at least like for, yeah. for, for both my parents. So I commend them for that. In fact, I was actually back there. I think it was... Not this past uh, winter, but the winter prior to that. And I went back and I don't know if it was PTSD 
or what, but mm-hmm. I finally saw like what my parents had gone through during that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It was kind of crazy because as a child, I, I knew nothing. I was like happy go lucky. I was like, oh, yeah. gee, like snow, fun, yeah. new yeah. languages, new schools, like mm-hmm. yay. Um, but this was a whole other ball game seeing like the, the struggle from their eyes, you know, as an yeah. adult. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. But, you know, moved from there. I only stayed there for about like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then we moved over to sunny California mm-hmm. where I lived in Santa Barbara and then moved over to like the valley in L.A. And mm-hmm. I was right there. Um, went to school there. Ended up staying in L.A. Stayed at USC. That's where I met um, Neha, who is Ajay's girlfriend, who is um, Ajay, who I'm sure if you listen to the podcast – this award-winning podcast <laughs> um, oh, that, as Ajay says it, <laughs> um, you wouldn't remember Ajay. Um, and yeah, and so it's been a great time. Mm-hmm. Love America. Loving an American. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> At least I'm that's true. what all my family in, uh, in Uzbekistan calls me, is the American girl. Oh, oh. yeah. I think we, get, we all get the same, except for Christian. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. the guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you remember anything about living there until you were six um i think i say yes but i i feel like and I, i'm sure you guys also feel the same way like mm-hmm. when you're told about your childhood you're like yeah i totally lived it but yeah. you only really remember it through like photos or videos that you had yeah. and then you remember like being in that moment yeah. but i do remember certain parts of it i think mm-hmm. What really helps is that I've been back in Uzbekistan maybe like four or five times since Mm -hmm. then. Um, And it's, it's helped. It still feels weird though. When I go back, it feels Mm -hmm. like time stops and I'm like in Mm -hmm. a dream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have like similar experiences. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys like have like, I mean, you guys are born and raised here. Um, You got a great story, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, but great is the way to introduce it. Um, I was born in Singapore. Uh, it's been on the podcast many times, but essentially, I was born in Singapore and I moved here when I was two. Um, and Singapore, if you're a male, you have to do uh, army service for two years. Yeah. Uh, when you're 18, um, I did not do that, uh, and therefore I can't go back. So I used to go back a lot when I was younger. I'd go back every two years. Um, my mom's work like they would like pay for us to go back essentially which is pretty nice crazy um yeah you can't so, even visit no yeah i can't go back i'd probably go to He's jail international criminal <laughs> yeah i'm a fugitive like, actually yeah okay I'm but don't worry he's sending a letter <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like please um, let me back <laughs> yeah i mean we we talked to like uh a f- not a family friend, but someone that knew another person that like wrote a letter and managed to convince the government otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I think it is it gets it a case by case situation. So mm-hmm. uh, we thought we'd plead our case and we'll see what happens. But that has been stalled. I need to send that letter. My mom is telling me to do something, but she hasn't told me exactly what to do yet. So anyway, that's not relevant. But yeah, Dude, that's good, man. That means you still have time to put the Spotify link on there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that? For the podcast. <laughs> Worst, I thought he was he... like he was like trying to become like an underground rapper and putting it <laughs> on Spotify. He's like, hey Singapore government, are you gonna yeah. <laughs> like maybe this will entice you? Yeah. I bring so much value to this country. <laughs> Actually you shouldn't add it because if you add the link to your letter, they're definitely not not letting you back in that fucking country. Um, but I feel like Harsha Harsha was the one of us that went back to our home country most recently. So uh, Yeah, Harsha I went to India um 
last summer and that was my first time in like nine years or so so it's changed a lot so what i what i imagined i knew about it and then when i went back this time it's like completely different uh it's nice to go back but Mm -hmm. i do feel that like you just feel like your world here is just on pause and when you come back you're like oh i just feel like an outsider yeah exactly like you look the same but then you're like wait something's mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> something's off yeah definitely when you're in india they could definitely tell at least for me because mm-hmm. i don't even speak like the language that well like you could they could just look at you and be like yeah you're not even from here yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of it's kind of crazy actually yeah but it's probably also the clothes right i guess it's the clothes it's yeah it's also yeah. my parents too they can tell my parents like came are like not oh yeah harsh is too drippy yeah. for india yeah. <laughs> 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 no, i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> what did you wear in india slasher or should you wear like what a I wear in shirt India? that said like pass yeah. me the rock or something? No, that was the pass me the rock. <laughs> that that was, that's especially when you're high school, India. Harsha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was actually the last time I went to India, right? Yeah, that was my previous India trip. Was all like, <laughs> oh crazy, uh, give me the rock, uh, too hot to handle, uh, Mr. Clutch, just do those it. Shirts. Yeah, just do and it. You're, and you're matching elites. Do you need those? Yeah, in India? yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, that's what, what language do they speak in Uzbekistan? Sorry, it's kind of just a random no, transition. Okay, so. Here's a little brief history lesson. Um, so Uzbekistan for, for quite a bit of time, I think since the 40s, 30s or something, until the ni- 1991 was part of Soviet rule. And so it was part of one of the satellite countries. Every single person spoke Russian. Um, religion was like banned during that time. Um, and everyone was like mandated to speak Russian. But mm. at the same time, People were also speaking Uzbek. So even if you talk to people now who were raised, like, for example, me, I was born in the late 90s after, like, the fall of the Soviet Union. I was still raised in a bilingual home prior to Mm. even coming to the United States. Mm. So we spoke Russian and Uzbek in the home, which um, is like a double-edged sword in and of itself Mm -hmm. because by the time I moved here... I was still like learning uh, Uzbek and Russian mm-hmm. and then we added on English and I was already mixing both of those other two languages together. Right. So add in the third and at this point, me, my family, and I'm sure a lot of other like Uzbek Americans who are here mm-hmm. have their own like language where you just mix <laughs> everything yeah. in, yeah. which is why it's a hard time. Like when I was in Uzbekistan, I barely tried to speak because they knew the moment I opened up my mouth <laughs> they'd be like what language is she talking about <laughs> she made up a whole language <laughs> literally I would uh, every time I like my cousins in Uzbekistan have already like um adopted some of the like words that I've said because they're just so funny they've become like part of the, yeah. the vernacular yeah. It, yeah so I would start a word that has like um that would be in in English or in, or in Uzbek and then mm. it would have like a Russian suffix and then mm-hmm. once I moved here I would it would change it would have English in it as well so <laughs> when I went back it was funny because my my aunt actually come, came and visited us back when I was living in Chicago mm-hmm. and um, I was talking with her and I was like um, we were talking about like chips or dip or something like that and I was like oh like you have to like and then it, for those who are for those listening who, who understand Russian um, I would say like, oh, you ha- like you need to like deep of it, deep of it, which essentially translates to you need to dip it. But like yeah. it's the word dip and then mm-hmm. the suffix of in Russian. 
mm-hmm. was like connected in one and yeah. it's become like an actual word and i feel like people now in uzbekistan in general say that or maybe it's just me so you're starting you're a trend damn yeah let's start a new language they're speaking <laughs> Gazanese, bro Gazanese. <laughs> i would love that to happen i think that'd be really funny no that's that's cool i think at least in, in my house it's not necessarily to that extent but there's a lot of things where um my parents will speak like a telugu sentence and like in between mm-hmm. it'll just be like two english words yeah um, they won't necessarily like code combine, switch right yeah but it's just funny yeah we just call it like tanglish and mm-hmm. sometimes like if we're watching like a like a hindi movie like a bollywood movie it'll be like tanglish with hindi and it's like mm-hmm. what's going on here but yeah yeah I mean, it's the same thing with like spanglish conglish all yeah. the issues <laughs> yeah <laughs> Is there a big Uzbek community in the States that you've like gotten to know since you've been here? Or not, not in really? California. Okay. We, do, we barely know maybe like two family, two literally like five families mm-hmm. in California. And then the the biggest population though that's in the United States is actually here in New York. Oh. Um, yeah, most of them live in Queens and Brooklyn, but like okay. deep Brooklyn. Um, yeah, there's a really big community there, which is actually really nice. I've been able to for the first time, like actually go to an Uzbek grocery store here. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Which I like, never got to do in, in LA. I yeah. can, like, mm-hmm. I can't, there's, there's certain foods that like you have to go to like a professional to like mm-hmm. eat. So like there's our national dishes, plof or like rice pilaf. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be done either like someone in your family or like at a really nice restaurant. Yeah. California has none of that, mm-hmm. but here is possible or like mm-hmm. we have something called samsa which is similar to like samosas because it's made in like a tandoori oven mm-hmm. but it's like filled with like lamb and like onions and it's like a mm-hmm. usually a thicker kind of um dough that's like mm-hmm. put in the oven it's really really good mm-hmm. but you can't make that like i i never found that in la right yeah right. but here right. it's really good no that's hella they got some good yeah. spots in queens yeah so yeah, after Chicago, you moved to SoCal, I think. Yeah, right? I lived in um, um, in Santa Barbara for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you really live in nice. Calabasas at any point? Yes. Yeah. That <laughs> and after Santa Barbara, we moved to Calabasas. That's mm-hmm. where. I okay. Can you compare raised. the two, or give an explanation why you're saying Calabasas with that, uh, you know, that expression? Well. I'm sure you know. I feel like there's a connotation, <laughs> especially now, given the mm-hmm. popularity of a certain family or multiple mm-hmm. families now. I'm mm-hmm. talking yeah. Kardashians. Oh, wait, that where the Kardashians are from? Yeah. Are they well, oh. yeah, yeah, a lot of them lived there um, oh. before moving over to like some of the other more quote unquote um, high income neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Hidden Hills, like that's like technically not even a city, it's like a little section within that uh, neighborhood that's like just like giant ass homes in a gated community Mm -hmm. the thing is there's so much like media attention on the word like calabasas like you see your kanye jay-z all these people Mm -hmm. talking about calabasas but when you come there i've had people like my friends i had neha come too and she was like oh this is just a boring suburb (laughs) (laughs) everything closes at nine there's literally Mm. nothing to do it's probably even, it's more popping in like OC area, Pacific Palisades. Like mm-hmm. there are way better neighborhoods, like suburbs out there than Calabasas. Trust mm-hmm. me, like you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. The only appeal is that like a lot of like 
either high profile celebrities or yeah. rich people are able to live in like a private neighborhood because mm-hmm. there are like gated communities right. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's about it, really. And I'm not part of those. So mm. stay humble. <laughs> stay humble. <laughs> it was it was all around like very typical experience. Like, mm. very typical. Did you ever see anybody famous though? I did. Yeah. Oh, oh. tell um, us. When I was younger, that uh, we were all obsessed with. Um, do you guys remember America's Funniest Home Videos? Yeah. Yeah. Of remember yeah. Tom Bergeron or some? I think that's yeah. his name. Yeah. He was like the host. Yeah. He used to live in Calabasas, and there's this like plaza there called the Calabasas Commons, mm. and we would see them. He, we would see him there all the time. Yeah. Why? And was, <laughs> I mean, he was just around. Oh. Yeah. And then I would see like Willow Smith there a lot. Oh. Um, I had I had this funny story um, where I like diss on uh, Jaden and uh, Kylie because mm-hmm. I, I like saw them there um, in the neighborhood. <sighs> but yeah, they're not my favorite people. Oh. But I have a story. So back when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I was a part of this like organization as like an after school thing um, where it was like a service thing, you know, where you raise mm-hmm. money, do mm-hmm. thing, random things. Yeah. Um, and this one was for an organization that like raised money for burn victims in India. Uh, and every Saturday, a lot of these groups would go to the farmer's market in Calabasas and would have some kind of either like uh, was a bake sale or something mm-hmm. along the lines mm-hmm. of that. And so one of the, the weekends we were doing that and, you know, we, we try to make it accessible. We were like, mm-hmm. just donate and then you can have baked goods. Um, and this was during a time, this was Kylie prelip. So <laughs> this was like her a prelip, pre-injections, all that kind of stuff. I think during that time, I'm not sure if she was dating Jaden or, I really did don't know. Did they date? I did not know that. That's yeah. crazy, bro. You should look up a photo of them coming out of like a movie theater where like his face is just covered in like a white powder. But oh, it's, like, her, oh it's, my It's God. like her makeup. Oh. <laughs> he never says never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think this was during the time that they were dating. It was really funny. Yeah. But um, so I was like, you know, trying to sell. It was mm-hmm. a nice, you know, Saturday morning. And they come by. It's like her, Jaden, and Moises Arias, who is like a friend oh, of the yeah, Smith yeah. family. Wait, the is that the fucker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, like, the short guy, right? Yeah, Rico. <laughs> Rico, Crazy. yeah. Fun fact, if you guys know the artist Teo, mm. um, he is actually Moises Arias's younger brother, I believe. Either younger oh, or older shit, brother. really? Yeah, younger brother. Yeah, Damn. and so, yeah, fun fact. Hmm. Anyway, so they come by, and Jaden comes by, and he's like, he's like, oh, those look really good. He's, like, pointing <laughs> to, like, some- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I look it over him, and, like, I mirror him. I'm like, okay, then donate. And he's like, nah. And then he walks away. <laughs> Which, like... You got two dollars, like you could just yeah. donate a little bit. This is for burn victims. Like, come on, like yeah. this is. Were you starstruck at like all when crime. you saw them, or no? no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just like whatever. <laughs> Moises Loki looked like he was like homeless, but <laughs> yeah, like his hair was like dirty, and he was wearing those like one of those poncho like mm. like you know like yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. we called them like like weed ponchos or something. Yeah. <laughs> ponchos, yeah. 
Um, Dude, I, I remember seeing a picture of Moises Arias like recently or like mm-hmm. in the, the last year. So like he he looks whack as shit, bro. Like did he ever look that good though? Like no, that. he never looked good. But like I thought maybe he'd be like he looks really unhealthy. Is what I'm saying. Mm. Like yeah, I guess I've only seen him in the show, so I haven't seen him like what he is off camera. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing. Him and his brother are doing a lot of really cool stuff. Like they're mm. doing music videos short mm-hmm. films that kind of stuff oh, that's good yeah shout out to him i don't know why i know this you're <laughs> 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 just so into pop culture right i i do love pop culture i love music i think that's mm. why mm. there's like that connection mm-hmm. did kylie say anything or was she just like okay she like she stuff? like looked over and she like did a little like scoff and then walked away and <laughs> then was like i remember i was like i will remember this for the yeah. time I <laughs> and i will hold it against you, you give me all the ammo anytime honey. somebody mentioned it <laughs> Uh, but. yeah i guess to them it's like why buy a cookie when they could just have their private chef make them one right but this wasn't even like yeah a, we could have also just donated without getting anything exactly. back just to, just for the cause because they have the money hey but Jaden Jaden gave out water and stuff you know he was probably giving out water god you're such point. a Jaden fan dick writer <laughs> yeah god really yeah. dick writer yeah, you do, do all you talk about Jaden when in college, bro. You literally just love and love with oh, really? just Did you like him? Okay. No, he was like, oh, Sire and Goat album. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was a good album, man. But I don't know. Do you listen to Icon a lot? Is that why? Like, yeah, no, you, you'd always, every time I had a party, to play Icon. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, he loves that beat in that song. Yeah, I know that's false because I said play Fireflies instead. You fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he didn't have any change. And he had a hundred dollar bill. Maybe they only have hundred dollar bills, you know. Dude, why are you being an apologist, bro? No, yeah. I'm just wondering. Why you just like Tarun, man. You're just, you're just. Oh my god, bro, this is one percent propaganda, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is what happens a lot. Honestly, yeah, Jaden's had it rough. <laughs> I feel like his dad has had it rough, more worse. The easy pursuit of happiness. He had a really rough. <laughs> Really what about, what is that, Karate Kid? Karate Kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he moved to China. Yeah, in, the, in that movie, he was being bullied. So, <laughs> cool. <laughs> he just carried it over when he... <laughs> He's like... Yeah. He just no, changed his whole life story. <laughs> aren't you just saying this stuff because he hates charity? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> I didn't know we were going public with it, but okay. Uh. Harsha, oh, is this I, a known fact, Harsha? This is a known fact. <laughs> this news to me. <laughs> Harsha, Harsha, if I give you the option, right? Give you $100 and give $100 in charity. Which one are you picking? Be honest. The charity, man. I don't need your money. Yeah. Oh, you're Trun giving me the money? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I'm, I'm making Trun give me the money. Bro. Yeah, I feel like it's a bigger reason. What if LeBron gave you? Okay, move on, move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have there been any like more positive celebrity, celebrity interactions um, that you've... You've gone yeah, through. I actually really like Willow. I've passed yeah. by her like a few times mm-hmm. and she's always like smiled. Um, she whipped her hair back. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I had like positive experiences. Mm-hmm. They were just kind mm-hmm. of like, I'll see them around. I think yeah. there's, I think most recently I was in, at the comments and Sylvester Stallone and his family walked by and holy shit, just I would have lost thing. it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what does yeah. Rocky do to you, man? Dude, Rocky, he's a fucking legend. That's what he do to I me. Mean, yeah, I love that guy. But like, you can just go to the statue, bro. It's okay. That's true. Did he die in Creed? Is that a spoiler? I didn't see the latest Creed, bro. Wait, no, he didn't oh. die in the last one, though. So I don't know. If, okay, that's fine. He, he's not even in the new one. He's not even in the new one, right? 
That's yeah, Michael Peter not... Jordan took over, but I didn't know if he because I remember the first one he had like Sylvester Stallone had cancer, but I didn't mm. know if he. No, uh, I don't think they killed him off in Creed two, yeah. and I, they they just didn't mention him in this new movie. Uh, yeah, like like the last one was like the Creed two was like his final one because he has beef with the people. people oh, that made Creed. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Oh wow, fair. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll make a confession. I've actually never seen Rocky or any of those movies. But I have seen Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes up and he was fine. in it. That's true. He was. He was. Wait, who was he in Spy Kids? I think it was. The, was it the third one? He was in the. He was the toy maker or something like that. I think oh, I remember shit. like very yeah. little of it, but yeah, he was definitely in it. <laughs> and the Expendables. Yeah, Expendables. Yeah, Expendables is, good, is funny. Uh, you yeah. should watch. You should watch Rocky. I can't believe you haven't seen any of them. I should. I should. There's a few classics that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, fair. This is completely unrelated, but I don't know why, but Spy Kids reminded me of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And I remember like, you that. Like, Fever Dream movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that George Lopez was like the fucking like electric oh my God, robot the guy. The TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. That's TV. actually hella sus, dog. Not great, yeah, great role, sus. honestly. Yeah. But you think so? Yeah, amazing. You know, we're living it now with like AI, you know, it's just <laughs> ahead of its time. <laughs> Imagine like the face of AI is just George Lopez. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he walks around, you just hear like his theme music. You just get, he, what was it? What, what instrument is that? Like some kind of drum, like like the conga or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, Bad. Do you guys remember waking up at like two in the morning? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick and night, Nick and night, Jordan. Nick and night, man, it's different. We're on such random tangents this episode. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring it back. Late nineties <laughs> kids things, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, celebrities—they're—they're they're a common thing in Calabasas. It's, yeah. It's it's just I think it's an unspoken rule. You just let them. You know, Let them be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like I feel like I would freak out. I'm saying this now, but when I'm like there in person, I wouldn't want to do anything because I wouldn't want to wouldn't like intrude on them. Yeah. You know? Oh my god, I just remembered a really cool experience back when I was like in in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also this was all these are all these interactions are at the comments actually. So <laughs> if you why if you guys want to go to like a celebrity seeing, don't don't go to LA, don't go to like Hollywood Boulevard. You got to go mm-hmm. to the Calabasas comments. So mm-hmm. shout out to that. But when I was in, I think, middle school, I was at, at the Rite Aid there. And I was there with my mom. And this was my only, like, fangirl moment. Mm-hmm. I was there in, like, the card aisle. And I turn over and I look to the side and I see Allie and AJ. Oh. looking for a card for their mom's birthday. And they're like, <laughs> I think this one will be good. And I freaked out. And I looked over and my mom was like, Mom. Do you know who those are? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's Ali and AJ. <laughs> and I freaked out. But then I didn't say anything. And then they mm. left. Aww. And they got a card for their mom. And that was it. And that's all I that's all I remember of them. But that was my fangirl moment. It is interesting to think about these like I guess like people who are famous like very famous at one point doing like very mundane things like mm. buying a card for <laughs> buying cards for their mom, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Celebrities, they're just like us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. But I heard uh, Ali and AJ, they don't know how to salsa dance. Do you hear that as well? (laughs) What a great segue. (laughs) (laughs) But guess who does know? They they get better every week, man. That's great. Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 
Tell us about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ali dancing? and AJ salsa dancing? Yeah, 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 yeah totally talking about that. You know, we're, we're yeah, like why, why when they found the card, they were like, oh, let's dance, yeah. guys. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, you look like a girl who could dance salsa. Yeah. Like, can you come and hang out with us? We're actually best friends. <laughs> but yes, as Tarun beautifully segued into yes. this conversation. <laughs> um, and Neha and I actually, Neha, me, and uh, Summon just and my, our other friend Megan and a bunch of other friends um, joined the uh, um, Latin Fusion dance team back I- at USC. Shout out to mm-hmm. Break On Two. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. Um, yeah, and we learned how to salsa dance. We learned how to bachata. We danced some cha cha. A lot of different dances, mm-hmm. but we. I mean, I'm team bachata through mm-hmm. and through. Um, but yeah kind of like grew a love for dance in that mm. team. It was really fun. I think that was like probably one of the biggest highlights of my college like time. Because mm. it was fun. You guys should do it sometimes. I think it's like the best thing for anyone, but especially guys. Like you want to boost your confidence. Mm. You want to bo- You want to get the ladies. You got to <laughs> learn how to dance, man. Hey, for Harsh's wedding, man, I counted out. I have five dance practices this week, bro. Like, this man's running me into the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see y'all dance or, like, see the no, videos. No, no, yeah, yeah we, 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 we need the practice. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Yeah. yeah, but we went to, um, when me and Christian were in New York, we went to Verlaine, I think is the name of the bar in New York. Mm. And it was like a salsa right. night, but, but I don't even On know what kind of dance it was. On a Sunday. On Sunday night. And it was this is a weekend like uh you guys that just moved in or like yeah. Neha and Neha that just moved in. So they came. Um but yeah, people were going crazy and like I could ne- I could never dance like that, bro. Their hips yeah. were moving. You can nuts. though, bro. Hips don't lie. I've yes. seen you, man. I've seen you, hard. <laughs> I don't know, quite a lot of effort. <laughs> I'm too lazy to put that in. But it looked it looked hype, honestly. Yeah. Like I that. think the best part about it is that like when it comes to social dancing, the whole point is like you're just dancing with a random person. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. literally, if you're the lead, you're literally leading them and they're just listening to like the body and then just like following mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like some magic. kind of magic. It yeah. literally is some kind of mag- magic, but it's my favorite thing, especially when you get someone who like, there's like a really good connection mm-hmm. and you just, you don't even need to like think about what the next step is if they're if they're leading you the right way like this you is just in sync like a follow yeah this mm. is coming from like a follower but when someone's a great lead or if someone's following or listening really well you could have you could literally get into a flow state like i've been in a few and it's it's actually like insane how <laughs> fun how like crazy like good you could just do random spins you could do mm. a dip you could do random stuff mm-hmm. but um it's so much fun yeah yeah but when it's bad it's bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I took a group salsa class once and it, the flow was not there the, the instructor was <laughs> like who? doing uh, the the instructor <laughs> was do a group salsa class Spain, bro. Oh, you talk about, oh, talk about it again. Spain. Oh, Spain. Oh, Spain. Oh, Spain. Oh, Spain. Oh, Spain. I'd love to hear this story, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he went there. 
Shut, Shut the fuck up. I hate this. I hate this fucking podcast, man. Um, Why? Has this been a hot topic? Yeah. No, it, his name is Christian Klein. He's been this, like, he just always, he goes, always fucking brings up Spain. Did, Whenever did I, we, did like, I even, like, say the word Spain? No, you wanted to. You were itching. No, you were itching I said at the moment. Salsa. Too. I said salsa. <laughs> you knew what it was going to lead to. You knew what it was going to lead to. Anyway. No, we just give him shit because he talks about Spain sometimes. But I don't even like I don't even bring it up, and they were like, "Oh, did that happen in Spain?" And then is it a study abroad thing? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. one of those study abroad kids. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'll I'll like defend you. I also studied abroad, so and I talk about yeah, but you're cool. So it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, no, was it Christian, Spain? Please tell me about your Spain experience. Yeah, so the the dance class was at this bar called Fucking Mondays, which this is why I remember it. Um, it was in Madrid and we went as like the whole study abroad group like went as a group and there were some people there who were like already dancers so they knew what was going on they taught like salsa for like the first like hour and a half and then it was like turned into like a club for like the last 30 minutes of the class and we were mostly dancing like amongst the group like of us that went but like yeah we were also dancing with some like 20, 20 older 20s like 30s 40s year old people and there was some good flow but there was, a lot of it was just Everybody like looking at the instructors, trying to figure out what to do, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Uh, there were, we had some good dances on our on our squad, but it uh, it crossed into the territory of like you know mm-hmm. like you know like older dudes want to go dance with all the young people in our group, and you know it's kind of like, uh, you know, oh, they're trying to like they weren't trying to like do anything like really, but it's still kind of the the optic of it was like not great. So mm. were you one of them? Whoa. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. It's a quite, it's a valid question. I was twenty one. Wait, who are you going after, Christian? I was twenty one. It was a even. I mean, you can get in at eighteen, but like, I was only dancing oh, with. People oh my god, I'm just dumb. I I was huh? just thinking like of just girls. I didn't think you were like going after like underage girls. Oh. <laughs> Although that is the impression you gave, huh? Was that was that the is that the is that yeah. your <laughs> Oh, Christian loves fame. No, uh no, we uh I don't even remember that much about that. I don't even know when that was. I just remember because the bar was called Fucking Monday, so I remembered that much about it. Um, I think it was like a chain. I think there's a few around Spain. But is it literally in in English or is it like? Pinch yeah, pinch? no, it's called Fucking Mondays. Mm. Wait, how do you say Fucking Mondays in pinch. Spanish? Pinches lunes. Pinches lunes. Ooh, yeah. that sounds yeah. pretty good too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I what did Tuesday? Martes. Lunes. Miércoles. Dude, I forgot Miracles. everything, man. Fuck. Hey, you're going, man. You gotta brush up. That's true, honestly. Yeah. You gotta get the Andalusian accent, bro. No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Well, next time Haran goes to goes to Spain, maybe he'll pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not in Singapore. Yeah, I mean, I won't be there, so. Yeah. <laughs> if he's in Singapore, they'll just be fucking Haran. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Can I go? <laughs> 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 anyway, something more wholesome. So, what are your other types of dance do you like to do? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm really. I think the main thing is is partner dancing. Mm. Um, we, I mean, we all have. Our, you, you guys know Bhavna. Like, I can't do any of like that kind of like hip hop, yeah. like bongra, like Bollywood yeah. dancing is yeah. something I would like to pick up, but I've never really been the best at 
like mm-hmm. solo, like well, I don't even know what the word is, but like solo hip hop, pop walking, like those kinds yeah. of dances. Mm-hmm. They're really cool. I really want to like. I actually want to take a few classes here while while I'm in New York. You mm-hmm. guys should come. I think that'd be really cool for. Yeah, too. You got it, man. It's like a group activity. <laughs> yeah, I'll come. Yeah. I'll come too. Yeah, um, you guys already know how to dance, so you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll send you a Zoom link to the dance practice next time, and, and then, then you can see how yeah, well you we know how. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love, I love like um, partner dancing. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I was in college. So one of the really cool things about USC is like you usually have like two extra units free mm-hmm. for like a. Mm. You can go up to like eighteen units of classes. Right. And so I, so for my two unit classes, there would be different electives open and my junior and senior year, I signed up for our, like, we have a dance school at USC mm. called like Kaufman school of dance. And they had like intro and intermediate ballroom dancing classes, mm. super fun class. I met so many friends from that, mm. but the f- best part about that class was our instructor. So our <laughs> dance teacher um his name is jay he was actually one of the original choreo- choreographers for dirty dancing oh, in the movie yeah and jay. so amazing guy he's like mm-hmm. in his like mid 50s and mm. he was flipping me on his back and like <laughs> carrying me for one of the dances it's kind damn. of crazy That's how you- yeah i love him and like i think my 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 last my last class or like, no, we had already got, like we already finished, but mm-hmm. we, after our like showcase, he like came through to like our apartment. We had like a pregame for like, okay. uh, night. <laughs> so it's like one of those like cool ass teachers. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Like he is like one of my favorite people in the world. And so I, I owe a lot of my confidence mm. In dance to him and in my ability to actually listen because mm. we would just like there would be some dance classes where we'd be on the floor blindfolded and he would be like listen to the music or like there'd be half the class would be blindfolded on the floor the other class would be like up mm. and they would be like just react just listen to what the other person is doing and mm. then like move and so Whoa. some person may come by and like tap your shoulder and you have to like you know you like, swing an arm at them <laughs> you could if you wanted to or like they would essentially what would wind up is that they would take you and then you would end up in like a partner position mm-hmm. you would have to just listen and like dance it was mm-hmm. really that's funny cool. it's kind of interesting yeah, yeah. but um, teaches you a lot about the body your mind you know being comfortable with like mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. yeah this is is a great class that reminds Love. me of you guys play heads up seven up in school <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like it's way how better. many of y'all how many of y'all cheated though <laughs> Who looked yeah. at the shoes? Yeah, my my ass cheated. Hello, bro. Trust, dude. <laughs> especially when there's some fucking stakes on it. Like there's like a little prize somewhere. You get to go to lunch early or whatever bullshit. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Man with no integrity. That's fine. <laughs> what? At least, I, at least I at least I donate to charity. Harsha, you know Harsha would cheat in that game if he if they knew it's like a little Hershey's bar in the line. But you know Harsha cheating <laughs> Hershey's for real. Bar. <laughs> You got like, me. Not even the big one, but like the ones that come like in the snack packs with like all the mix, like the Halloween oh, candy. Like, yeah, shit. yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, you ever cheat in your life, bro? Whoa, huh? whoa, whoa! That's what? ridiculous. Uh, right before the wedding, that's crazy. Like for like tests and stuff, or like these type of games. 
Oh, for like tests and stuff. I guess for anything. But. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He did because you want to know why? Because in math in like seventh did? grade for sure, or like maybe even no, I think it was seventh grade in math. There was like one quiz that I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And he already turned it in, and I was like on the first question, I was like, "Hey, harsh man." Well, that's I guess that is kind of cheating. I meant I meant I meant more you, to but like yeah, I meant I'm not more getting help. Yeah, I, I take back the charity statement. You know. You that that's where remind me you're in my good graces. <laughs> so you're you're, you're the charity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like yeah, especially in like college for like computer science stuff, it's just like once person one of your friends figures something out, you kinda just just tag along yeah, take yeah. it, mm-hmm. change some things, turn it in, yeah. You know, survival of the fittest. Yeah. yeah. Cleverest. Yeah. Look how harsh it now. Yeah. Getting married, now he's getting married. Yeah. That's how you do it, guys. You got to cheat to get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't take that literally. Oh. Don't take that literally. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's uh, bad advice. Bad advice. Yeah. Guzzy, you said that you studied abroad too. Where did you go? Oh, um, I went to London. I was one of those basic girls. Oh, London's <laughs> cool. London's hype, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harad loves that shit. I think there's a connotation, though, like a negative connotation <laughs> of girls who go uh, study abroad in London. Mm. But it wasn't my original plan, actually. Um, Would you want to go? I originally wanted to go to a country where English was not the main language. Mm-hmm. Why I ended up in London? Mm, I have a good reason. <laughs> Speak British. <laughs> yeah. No, but still, a little bit of backstory. Prior to me being like, so I graduated with a PR major um, and and a marketing minor. And prior to that, there was a point in my life where I was an IR major with a Korean studies minor. Mm. And so I thought that I was going to study abroad. There was this program called the three campus program where you would essentially have two weeks in Japan, a whole semester in Korea and then have a summer internship in Hong Kong. Holy oh, shit, God. that is what so cool. Like, oh. <laughs> and it sounded lit. like the most amazing thing ever, and I yeah. wanted to do it. And I was actually, like, gearing up for it. But I think there was a few things with, like, my major and, like, changing it from IR to PR. Mm-hmm. And, like, with Korean studies, it didn't work out, so I had to drop that, too, as well. Mm-hmm. It was a whole mess. Um, essentially, I wasn't able to do it. Mm-hmm. Once I switched over to PR, I was like, I'm still studying abroad no matter what. Yeah. But the only options that they had were London, um, I think, the London, Italy, um, Hong Kong, and, like, Australia or something like that. And my best bet was, like, how do I – if I'm not going to – what I really wanted to do was, like, if I wasn't going to get Korea, maybe mm-hmm. Spain. Yeah. Like, that would have been really cool because I could sp- practice my Spanish. Yeah. I would, like, you know, be immersed in the culture or something like that. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. They mm-hmm. didn't offer that option. Italy, I don't know why. I honestly, thinking back, I'm like, I should have done Italy. Because at least <laughs> I would have learned Italian or something. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have run into Nays there if it was the same summer. We would have met. I feel like we... No, well, actually, I wouldn't have because she was in Milan. And oh. I would have been in Rome. Mm. Yeah. But we may have crossed paths a little bit sooner, but that's not how life works. So, <laughs> so lucky. So lucky that I didn't write it. So you <laughs> waited till later to see me. <laughs> that's <laughs> that I delayed the meeting? That's, that's crazy, man. That's... Damn, Tarun. You got some beef? 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for she's the next time Naze comes on, though. Oh, yeah. You're taking, she's taking too much energy from your, from your main man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my other best bet was like, okay, if I can't go to Spain, mm-hmm. what's the closest way I can get there? Mm. And so I ended up going to London mm-hmm. and then every single weekend was packed with us going to a different like city. Oh, that's it was super fun. Time of my life. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Didn't learn a thing, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. I'm sure you can understand Christian. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Absolutely. He definitely understands. Yeah. Did you learn Spanish? Yeah. I got a Spanish minor. Um, oh, Okay. Oh, on the dance floor. <laughs> that's crazy. No. That's, that's crazy. It Talk all came full circle. Talk Talk to 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 you. Dude, that's, we got. I can't even show. be bad. That's crazy. I can't even be bad. Oh my god. I can't even be bad. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got me out here speaking Spanish. Meanwhile, you could could have just chimed in. Hey, this you know, time. Uh, sorry. People at my job don't even always speak Spanish, even though I put it on my resume. So sorry. Yeah, I did learn Spanish. All of our classes were in Spanish. I mean, luckily our instructors and I put instructors like in air quotes because they were like pretty much grad students. Then they also spoke English, so they were <laughs> a little a little lenient. But I had I had one instructor. She was really. Cool, but we did. I mean, like you said, it was really like lax. Like they didn't care that mm-hmm. much. There was like my second week there. I got good grades in college, but like I was getting like seventies or whatever, like on the exam. She's like, you know, you could do better, right? I was like, yeah, but like I don't really want to. So <laughs> she, and she was like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, all right. So yeah, I I, I learned more about like some of the classes the were like inter- yeah, they, they were like intertwined with the culture. Were like. Mm. I was also like a liberal arts major, so we were, you know, going to see like museums and like uh, like where old houses where people used to live who were like important to like Spanish culture, that kind of stuff. So that's really cool. A lot of like honestly, I actually like applaud people who do liberal arts because like I wish I did something like that. Like it's so interesting to like know things about like the world rather than just like try to find a major that will get you a job. Mm-hmm. I say this as I feel like a lot of you guys, including me. It's okay. I'm, I'm that kind of too. Path. It's okay. Yeah. PR, like, I don't, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want to do business without the business part, without the, without the math. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in an analytics job. <laughs> Great. <yeah. laughs> so really, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It really doesn't. Yeah. It really yeah. doesn't. So like, do whatever you want. Yeah. I should have just sticked with, I could have stuck with the Korean studies minor and yeah. managed it. Like, to stand up the way that I did. Well, I would argue, like, even without, you know, the comms major, you are pretty knowledgeable about the world and all these different things culturally. Yeah, but it would have been cool to, you know, get a credit for it. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> I feel like I feel like it means more if you know this stuff without having been taught it, you know? That's very sweet. Yeah. Who is this guy? Speaking of... You told me prior to this podcast that you have a weird obsession with world music and music facts. Um, yeah. Do you want to explain why it's weird? Not weird, but essentially, like, let's let's go back to a previous comment I made about Teo yeah. and mm-hmm. the Moises Arias connection. So yeah. 
There was um, when I was growing up, one of the one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. was like the VH1 Top 100 mm. hits of like whatever <laughs> decade yeah. that was. Yeah. yeah, and I would watch it religiously. And so, anytime that they're like, I I essentially ended up knowing a lot of like one hit wonders mm-hmm. and just like random music mm-hmm. or like different artists, and it really like opened me up mm-hmm. to like have a huge like diverse taste in music and just random knowledge about different like top popular songs and so i think that kind of shaped me Mm. as a human Mm. um and yeah i i have a huge love for music um hopefully maybe in another life maybe in the future i'll get to somehow work with that Mm -hmm. or be exposed to it a little bit more Mm -hmm. um but i think yeah and that like fed into my huge love of like going to concerts mm-hmm. so huge concert junkie mm-hmm. i whenever there's like a smaller show like bes- aside from like the giant like stadium arena yeah. shows which i don't personally love um i will try my best even if it's like an artist i only know maybe two three songs of mm-hmm. i will try to go to their live show mm-hmm. if it's available um if if like i have time mm-hmm. And if it's under a hundred dollars, <laughs> <laughs> that's important, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. In this economy, yeah. in this economy, but like also like the fact that these smaller shows are often with these smaller artists. Mm-hmm. One, like you get to see them up close and personal. Yeah, it's way more intimate. Two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so much more intimate. Like you kind of get your own little like so far. Like, have you, have you ever heard of like so far sounds? Where mm-hmm. um, it's like um, you don't know the artists. It's it's like a they'll send you a location. Sometimes it's a house. Sometimes it's like a oh. random like event, like a venue, mm-hmm. and you go there and then you just listen to like up and coming artists or like mm. random music, and it's a really cool mm. like one. It's a cool date idea. It's a cool mm-hmm. just like yeah. spot or like mm-hmm. thing to do, and they have them around like around the U.S. I think there's some in L.A., some in New York, uh, some in other cities, but it's a really cool thing just to get exposed to more music artists. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, just like smaller, smaller live shows in general are so much more fun Mm -hmm. in my, my opinion. Mm -hmm. And then also you get to have some bragging rights if that Mm -hmm. artist blows up. Blows up, yeah. Oh, I saw them in this small venue. Yeah. 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 I'm really annoying with that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, you should flex it. (laughs) If you were to go on like your Spotify playlist or like songs that you listen to like a lot who do you think like what artists do you think if you went to their monthly listeners would have the lowest what do you mean like the most niche oh like like a yeah like most niche like if you go on their monthly listeners like do they have like under a hundred or like under like a thousand or something like that i don't know about mm, i oh i actually have one and this is an artist that i showed tarun and ajay Mm. when we were hanging out the other day um and it's and I don't know, maybe it's because of Spotify in general, mm-hmm. or but we also checked this artist's YouTube account, mm-hmm. which amazing music videos, by the way, great sound, and it's not even in English. So this artist is called Trady, um, and I think she, uh, if if I'm pronouncing the pronouns correctly, mm-hmm. um, she is a either Chinese or Taiwanese, I think Chinese artist um, that makes really cool, almost like. 80s sounding like indie funk kind mm. of like music so good yeah her her voice is amazing um but like she has like like her music could be as i don't even know what kind of artist like is similar to that but do you guys know like jungle mm-hmm. yeah so 
the reason why I was able to find her was through jungle, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, she has only about like less than a thousand, two thousand mm-hmm. uh, listeners on, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But the music is so good. But the reason why I was able to find them through jungle, find her through jungle was. Um, so another cool thing about the band jungle is that they often all of their music videos are kind of like dance music videos and mm-hmm. they use they work with um this one dance studio i think in from london mm-hmm. and it's the same like dancers and they're always in every single music video it's really cool it's really fun to watch mm-hmm. i think for one of the songs they were they had a dance tutorial which was really cool um and it's usually shot in like a one like a one camera one shot yeah like take, a, one take yeah one take yeah and a one take shot which mm-hmm. is really cool yeah, love their music videos as much as I do their music. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking through, I think their Instagram or something, their choreographer had posted um, mm. like some other work that she was a part of. And one of them was for Trady. Mm-hmm. And the music video looked really cool. It was similar to Jungle's Casio, which if you listen to that, also great song. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, it's it's very nostalgic and very chill, mm-hmm. very funky. Like not even funky, but like it's just like very groovy. Yeah. Her music video was very similar. It kind of mm. t- it had a lot of dancing. It looked like it was taking place in like this like 1970s like Chinese parlor mm. like you know lounge kind of it was very cool. Mm-hmm. And the music video was so good mm-hmm. and I was so surprised because it only had like less than like what 25 to 10k views. Yeah. Um but the the production was amazing and mm. I was just surprised because this, there's so many artists out there that I feel like have so much, like they have yeah. so much talent, mm-hmm. but they're not being recognized for it at all. Yeah. And yeah. then we have artists that sing the same word over and over again, <laughs> maybe not even in tune. And we try to add millions. It. So it just, it, that grinds my gears a little bit, but I can't, I can't dictate the music industry. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> What's uh what's your favorite era of music or I guess like in decades I guess uh, which It's kind of hard to say. I feel like every decade has their own um like have their own gems and then every uh, every future decade is inspired or like influenced by the previous, by the previous decade. And so it all kind of mixes together. You'll have artists from the 80s who sound like they're from the 70s, artists mm-hmm. from the 90s who sound like and it's 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 all in a cycle, right? So yeah. like, I feel like right now, um, most recently, a lot. Well, I would say like maybe five years ago, all of the music sounded like like an eighties mm-hmm. like funk, um, like inspo. So it's very mm-hmm. nostalgic of that sound. Like you have yeah. Bruno Mars with like the what was it? Um, what was this this album called? The one with Anderson Pop? 24, 24K or before it? Yeah, 24 Karat. Yeah, like 24 Karat. Like this very, very funky, very yeah. nostalgic, mm-hmm. very fun, very reminiscent of that kind of era. And then nowadays, I feel like now it's slightly like moving forward to like the late 90s mm-hmm. to early 2000s. You kind of hear that with a lot of like EDM artists nowadays. Like like when we were at Coachella, like even like Fred again, it's very tr- like the trance. Trance music, of, yeah. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of like early EDM. Yeah. And so you hear that transition. It's just cycling all over again, mm-hmm. but in a more contemporary way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool though. I, I love it. Every era is amazing. But I, I think I'm I'm more into chiller. Um, 
kind of sounds. Mm-hmm. I love to just like sit back and like listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in the, like my parents were huge, like loved music mm-hmm. and like granted, like coming from the Soviet era, like in the early nineties, they were just getting like the eighties music that mm-hmm. was like popping. <laughs> right. And so um, I was raised with like Sade, um, Savage Garden. Uh, who else was there? I, when I was younger, we had neighbors who loved rap music. And so they grew like they, as a child, as a baby, they would be like, like they would have different posters of like artists. They have Britney Spears and like, that was, that was my cousin, but like the, the neighbors would have like Biggie, Tupac, mm-hmm. like Coolio, all these other like rap artists. And as a child, as like a baby, they'd be like, who's who, who's Biggie? And I'd be like, <laughs> pointing to it. Yeah. And so That's cute. huge influence of different types of music has always kind of, I think it's been, a part of my life ever since mm, I was younger, yeah. but it's really cool to like see how that has also like affected music nowadays. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you see that with the resurgence of like TikTok too. Yeah. Like yeah. all these nostalgic sounds are like yeah. popping up. And people are like, "Oh my god, what is this? What is this music?" And it's like, "Oh, it's it's literally Sade's like a tattoo that's like going viral mm-hmm. right now." But it was nobody knew about it, it yeah. maybe ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. But our parents did because mm-hmm. they grew up with that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. that was like like mine was kind of similar in that regard because like when I was growing up, my like dad would only play seventy or eighties like pop hits in my like in the car. Yeah. So like when I would go to school, I'd be like, "Oh, do you guys know like this Elton John song, his Bee Gees song?" Everyone's like, "What yeah. the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "Shit!" <laughs> I was like, I was like thirty but years now old. It's cool. <laughs> so but now it's cool. Do you feel like your your like um like appreciative of that yeah like, i think i am i mean I, listen, I think i listen to classic songs like pretty often like these days um mm-hmm. like i'm glad that my dad showed me all that music so it gives a place in my heart but yep. yeah i don't know if i mean like i'd want to show my kids that music too but i feel like by the end they're like too old i don't no. know oldies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not too old. if it's good, like music, 90s it's good music yeah that's true yeah yeah but what about what about you guys what are your all like favorite genres slash eras of music or what you identify with. I think that would be really cool to hear. So for me, I mean, growing up, all I listened to was like, it's like Indian music, like Belgu music that my parents played in the car. Um, and then like whatever, like the radio station in, in Northern Virginia was hot 99.5, which would just play like the, the regular bangers, I guess, or like the, whatever, the Lady Gaga's and shit like that. But I don't think I really like, knew what was available until like what music was available until like my brother started getting into like like Coldplay or Breaking Benjamin and all these types of bands and then I started listening to like the same things he would and I was like oh I like this and then from there I think I had like a like a slightly like electronic music phase where I didn't really listen to anything with lyrics and then from there went to rap and like now I don't really know like, I don't think I have, like, a favorite genre or anything like that. I kind of just listen to everything, but I also don't listen mm. to much music generally uh, anymore. I would say probably in the past year, what, like, the most I listen to is, like, just lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to. You know, that stream on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, shit bangs. Yeah. That shit bangs. But, Did you see that thing, though, that mm, happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the lo-fi girl? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 yeah. the window was, yeah. like, and showing. Then the, yeah. Was it Emo Boy? Lo-fi, yeah, something like is that. that. Lo-fi. No, no, he's not lo-fi. It's oh, like um like synth pop or something oh, like yeah. it's He's like, like a EDM-y. Wave. it's more yeah. EDM-y. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I was so excited. They, yeah, I was they so did a good job that. with that. They did a really mm-hmm. good job. But yeah, that, I mean that's it for me. What about you, Christian? 
I'm going. I got I got a long story. I'll let Harsha go first. Okay. Harsha. Do I think Harsha has a short story? You have a long story. <laughs> a long story. Yeah, mine's very short. <laughs> um, pretty much what Tarun said, honestly, I don't think I started listening to music on my own until like fifth grade, where it was just what my friends listened to because yeah. I didn't really know anything. So they listened to a lot of like Green Day and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I don't really like this. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Do you still not like uh, Green Day? Or have you not listened to it? Uh, I, I don't think I just, I just haven't listened to it <laughs> since. Yeah. Do you like so Coldplay? This is okay. Um, yeah, I do. What I feel like Coldplay. Like I feel like Chris Martin's voice is a lot more like uh, soothing uh, or easier on the on the palatable. ear. Yeah, palatable. Yeah. Yeah. Palatable, yeah. What, what but Green Lincoln is good too. Park? Like what about Lincoln Park? Oh, Green. Oh, Lincoln I think they, elite. Uh, they. I, I don't listen to. I didn't listen to that much to okay. Lincoln Park too. Like a little bit too much yelling. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I think my dad, like outside of Indian music, my dad also listened to like. A lot of Backstreet Boys when I was younger. He would just play that, and That's I was like, so "Oh, hard. this is cool." <laughs> and then I just started listening to that too. Uh, then it just evolved into rap and like hip hop yeah. in like middle school and high school, and then uh, like towards the end of college and until now, I just like kind of stopped listening to music pretty much completely. So what do you um, do? Like, you're like <laughs> who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you live? Um, I, I live in utter silence for the last five years. No, mm-hmm. uh, I think I just listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving and are at the gym. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, how should you listen to them? So never, never to ours. Never to ours. <laughs> so. no, I can't. No, he actually like takes the ep- he takes each episode and he cuts out all the stuff that he says and like, he puts it all together. So he just listens. To yeah, it, 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 honestly, like doesn't take that much. Work. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't, Harsha, You don't generally listen to music while like you're doing stuff, right? Like you don't. I don't think you listen to music that much while you're doing homework or anything like that. No, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I need like quiet, so mm-hmm. I don't. So that I just I I want to get back into listening to music and like playing too, but like with piano and stuff. But like I just don't. Mm-hmm. I think I always have music on. Can't even imagine what it'd be like just yeah. not have it on, like at least like sixty percent of the day. But you like more chill stuff. Yeah, I like more chill stuff mm-hmm. and like soundtracks and stuff. But wait, hold on. So even when you're working, like not for school but for work, you listen to music. Yeah, I type it on. Like I'm not like oh, okay. I mean, maybe I'm not actively listening all the time, but there's times where I like I catch myself like singing along or like tapping along. But like when I'm cooking, I have music on. Like when I'm playing video games, sometimes I have music on if I, like, I don't need to hear what's going on. I'm most likely, I, I actually have music on playing like 60% of my day, I would say, easily. Christian. I'm excited for Christian's long story. Yeah, yeah. I kind of <laughs> baked it up too much, I think. But um, yeah, so both my parents are musicians. And so mm. I grew up, like for backstory, like I, my parents were separated like, before I was born. So I was always with my mom. And like in the car, she always listened. She was in, she started playing music when she was like 16. And like started being in bands and stuff so and she played bass so like she has like an appreciation oh, wow. from like that point of view so um we like growing up i listened to a lot of like heavy metal and like hard rock and so like <laughs> he had long hair yeah, too long black hair you had long yeah. hair um i would love to see that nah, good. um but, but then like that transitioned into me like learning how to play guitar and like playing guitar when i was starting i was like eight or whatever and then I kind of like, I still play guitar, but then I like transitioned to like what well, Haram was saying, like uh, Linkin Park and like, um, I guess still a lot of like heavy metal, like I guess they call it like new metal. It was like the, the genre term for like the mm-hmm. late 2010s mm-hmm. or late 2000s, early 2010s. 
Um, and then once I got to like late middle school, high school, kind of like everybody else, I moved more to like hip hop, but like I didn't just stick. It's hard to explain. So I grew up in New Hampshire, which is a rural ass state. We ain't got no high speed internet at home really. Like uh, I didn't have like Wi-Fi until like my like consistently good Wi-Fi to like my junior, senior year of high school. So what I would do is I would, I would do like research on like my phone, right? I would like figure out like, like like rap history pretty much. Um, and I downloaded hundreds of mixtapes off of this website called Datpiff, which just went down like a month ago. Mm, um, which, and I have like all these local files of like, I have probably like a dozen Lil Wayne mixtapes like from like early 2000 to like early 2010s that like they're just remixes of popular songs so like that was yeah, i should always pull these out whenever like i'm within i'm like yeah. i've never heard the song in my life <laughs> they're, they're, they're not they're like they're not the songs that would be played on because i never le- used to listen to the radio either like yeah. i like knew what was popular because i would like list like sometimes hear what like other people were listening to but like i wasn't like one of those people that would like dude when i went i went home bro i had npr playing in my fucking bedroom i didn't have no fucking radio <laughs> NPR. yeah oh, no. yeah. yeah npr kind of makes i mean back then it didn't but yeah like, now nah, dude when i would go to bed on. michael babaro when yeah. I would go to bed, bro, it would always be because we were in New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> like after 11 o'clock, they would switch to the fucking Canadian public radio for two hours and then they'd go to BBC. <laughs> <laughs> she was That's kind of cool. Scary. Yeah. Very global. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that whole like process of like transitioning to like learning about like like moving up through time, like I still have like um, All Against the World. Was that? No, All Eyes on Me is one of my favorite albums by Tupac like Tupac. that has yeah, so many great, great songs on it um ready to die i like that one a lot too it's it's not as much my favorite but like going through the classics of time like i didn't get really that much into like wu-tang or like a lot of the groups around that time but moving forward through like the late 2000s early 2010s uh like i guess it started late in high school i think or early college where like i started like wanting to like produce music and so mm. i went through that journey a little bit and so now i listen to things like much more sonically like i listen to a lot of like rap and hip-hop but i try to listen to it listen to it through a different vein of like okay like what is going on like behind like the lyrics and like what's being said and all that kind of stuff so yeah now i i'm like around where like i listen to music all day long like mm-hmm. but i i listen to the same songs over and over again that's the thing is like i don't switch up very much Hmm. like um, do you have like one playlist that you listen to like for years mm. or is it like you have your new like chunk of new music and that's all you listen to for a bit and then you find a new chunk of new music yeah it's it's, it's, it's more like, like that years. so i'm also weird because i use apple music which i know is like banned around here or whatever um but i still <laughs> i listen to because i grew up on like not having like streaming or like whatever i would i grew up like listening to albums and cds so mm-hmm. when i know that like somebody i know or know of is like releasing an album like i'll listen to the album like all the way through like i don't listen to like a song or a song here a song there like, i will listen to an album like start to finish and then i'll pick out like what songs from that album i like and then i have this like weird system on my computer where like it it tells me like I give like the song a rating and then I automatically mm. throws it into playlists. And so what a lot of I do is I shuffle those playlists of like, oh, uh, these songs came out in like 2015, 2016, 2017, and I like them. So I'm just shuffle all of them. 
But I will still go back and listen to albums like front to back still. Even though I don't like all the songs of the album, it's still like a, an experience. So. Which is funny you mentioned you do Apple Music because I remember I was on Spotify one day and I looked at like like I, was, I have like the friends open to always see what my friends are listening to and I saw Christian Klein was on Spotify I was like what the fuck and then he's playing some Telugu song and I was yeah. like what is going on yeah. and I realized he's probably just doing like a dance mix I'm yeah, assuming yeah, yeah, yeah. doing dance mix yeah <laughs> nice yeah. but you know I feel like Bollywood is like one of the best things about it is that it's been the like it's held the backbone for all of like hip hop and like pop music mm. most recently and mm. like maybe in the last 20 years or so like almost every like prolific like producer rapper whoever has sampled bollywood yeah. music yeah. or like yeah, yeah. it's indian music in general yeah absolutely yeah. so that's pretty cool shout out to timbaland timbaland, <laughs> shout out to timbaland he loves bro. he loves bollywood music like yeah. if you listen to a lot of his music a lot of like the beats like the yeah. backbones of a lot of his music is like rooted in like bollywood mm. so that's really cool yeah the, my favorite type of production is when people chop up like old samples and stuff like that's definitely yeah that's like one of the things that i've yet to like really because like when you put things out like that you have to go through all this like jumping through hoops of like clearing samples and all that sort of shit that is just such a pain in the ass where if you want to release music that's sampled like you have to pay a fuck ton of money or you have to go through lawyers or like this and that. And it's mm. just so much extra work that it it, it, it makes it really difficult nowadays though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's, it's probably harder like, I mean, it's probably pretty obvious, but like for like producers to make like original beats these days, like it's almost impossible, right? Like the amount mm. of music that's out there, like I don't even know how yeah, you'd go about it. That's true. But I mean, I can speak more to like the like modern producers where dude, yeah. these dudes will like, they're literally like playing Fortnite on their like fucking like uh, software. They're literally yeah. just like or getting AI to like make the the drum patterns or doing mm. shit like this. Like a lot of it can be so like automated. Yeah, yeah. where it kind of takes the soul out of it to an extent, which is mm -hmm. where I don't yeah. I don't like using some of the software. But yeah, these dudes will be like making like hi hat patterns or like kick patterns or something like that, just like copy and pasting them and then like reusing them over and over again on like different songs yeah, and it's like, kind of sad to think and, about and the melodies are like it'll be the same like uh vst or like instrument like put over like like over an album like four or five times like it's just so that it it gets difficult to like make new unique music doing like that yeah. um where a lot of like producers nowadays like the really popular ones like uh i don't know like wheezy or um like when the baby was popping like jetson like mm -hmm. them dudes was just recycling the same beat over and over again with different melodies like mm -hmm. they wait jetson was like oh lord jetson made another one yeah him. Oh. yeah um so that's why i respect producers like metro like i know you guys saw him at coachella like he like he has like a certain sound to him but he, like mm -hmm. he varies it up enough to where like you don't you don't even need to know that's when i know you're a good producer i don't even need to hear your tag to know that you made the beat yeah, you yeah. Know, like that kind I think of he stuff. takes pride in it too. Like, oh, for yeah. sure. It, kind of, it comes, you can kind of come off. It comes off it like that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot. There's lots of great producers, um, but they don't. Always, I mean, just because artists are the more prevalent ones, they don't get as much shine. But that's yeah. yeah. Do you guys think Charlie Puth is a good producer? I think he's musically talented. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. 
I don't actually. I don't, I don't know if I know enough of his music to like yeah. say that he's a good producer. Like but producing, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. Like he's not on the same level as like even if you look at like Diplo or mm-hmm. uh, was it Ben? Was it Benny? Benny Blanc. Benny Blanc. Mm-hmm. Like like they're very much like responsible for a lot of like the popular yeah. pop music yeah. right now, top forties in the past like ten years. Mm. Um, I don't know if I could say the same about Charlie Puth. Yeah. I know him as an artist <laughs> and him like trying to talk about like, what was it? Like trying, if he hears like a sound, he's like, it's actually in the key of G. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the TikToks. Hey, but that's kind of lit yeah. though. I kind of wish I had that. Um, no, that is pitch. a pretty good talent. Yeah. Perfect pitch is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Um, no, the reason I ask is because like, I feel like ever since like COVID, he's been popping off on TikTok where he like makes these TikToks about how he makes his songs and mm. he'll take like, I, I don't think it's necessarily like, mind-blowing that he takes like a the sound of a light switch and puts it in a song and uses it like a percussive type thing but i feel like he does have like really good knowledge of just like music i don't know like i don't know how to describe yeah. like just how things go he's together a band kid. yeah so yeah <laughs> he's a band kid he's a band nerd <laughs> shout out to like, him bro. Sense. I've, I've been there been there done that yeah you know I, I've except I don't know. I feel like I'm, I was the lazy one. <laughs> <laughs> There's always like that one kid mm-hmm. in class yeah. who you're like, oh, this person's gonna like pursue this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's true. not just like an elective. That's how true. Which is great. Like it's cool. It's cool to see. Like I wish. Yeah. I wish that could be me, but it wasn't. No. But it, I felt like it was like not cringe, but like it was hella like. Regiment, uh, I don't know why I was thinking cringe. It was like hella regimented, like doing band or like music at school. Like you play all these like whack ass songs. Whereas like if I knew that learning the guitar, learning the trumpet or the trombone or like in some mm. sort of fashion would like help me like make music like on a software or something, I feel like I would have been more into it. Or, like, yeah. That's fair. I mean, like, you don't really have control of like what song your band's gonna play, right? It's yeah, all the conductor. Yeah. 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 It's kind of hard to control that, even from like a teacher's point of view, though, mm. too. Like you're thinking about a curriculum, yeah. Yeah. no budget. Yeah. Music is usually the first thing to get cut. Yeah, yeah at so. least when we went to school, like, or when we were in band and shit, I guess, like, definitely not. But I've seen, I've seen um, videos now where like there's like music production classes where like everyone comes to yeah. class with a beat and they play it off, and like I was like, oh yeah. shit, that's pretty cool. Wait, so wait, were you all in band? I was. Yeah. No. No. No band. I was. I did orchestra. You did orchestra. I played the violin. I played the violin. Oh, nice. What about you, Turin? I played the trumpet. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do what you do. I do what you do. You know the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, hey, three buttons in it. I was like, it's simple. It's actually so fucking hard and stupid. It looked hard, bro. Yeah, the, the, the blowing exercises, cool, the blowing exercises I see them do, like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's buzzing actually. I think I went to the wrong. Class. Oh, buzzing! Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. <laughs> you got better at it though. <laughs> yeah, I played the. I played percussion. Um, percussion. Because so I, like, I, I kind of like. In my mind, I cheated because so I played the piano growing up, mm-hmm. um, and then I started percussion. I was like, "Oh, xylophone!" I was like, "Fuck, I already know how to read." Yeah, I remember. I already know how to read the keys. Like, this is this should be easy. And then I realized they have to like play a lot more than just that. Like, you can't just mm-hmm. choose what you play. Um, so like, I got better with the snare over time, but I definitely wasn't like that comfortable by the time like I like finished middle school. But mm-hmm. my favorite was the timpani. I don't know if you guys know what mm-hmm. that is, but that was my yeah, favorite one. That's fun. That's yeah. like that. 
yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can do the drum rolls on that like it was a lot more i don't know for me it was a lot more easier than like the snare and also it was like a little more like calming sound compared to like the, the snare is like just very loud and in your face and i don't really like that yeah. when i was yeah, playing it's it. a very sharp sound versus yeah the timpani i feel like is a little bit more rounded exactly yeah like, it's it's what brings like like yeah. essentially like the bass right yeah, exactly and i'll play like when the tubas are playing they were next to me and i was like it was, yeah. it was nice i was like at the back um but yeah i, I like the percussion i kind of wish i mm. i think if i didn't go to tj i would have done marching band at my local high school because a lot of my yeah. like friends from like band were going to do marching band as well but yeah i did marching yeah. band for a little bit but not, like, really? not for the right reasons <laughs> it was offered as like it was offered as like the pe credit if you didn't <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> why, like, why don't you like pe yeah yeah what you didn't why like didn't i like PE? yeah it was like it was funny because like by senior year i think i i also joined like was it track and field mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. only for a little bit mm-hmm. Because I was like, I want to be with friends. And then I was like, oh, that means I have to run? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But band was cool. I did marching band and then I switched over to wind ensemble. Mm. Like, Mm. yeah. After some time. But I played um, tenor sax for a bit. Good instrument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Fun instrument. But fun fact. Well, not fun fact. But like, I was like one of the only people who. wasn't in jazz band even though my instrument was literally created like <laughs> for, the, for, for the purpose of jazz but i didn't even like i hated practicing though yeah i was like i only like being in the group and just like listening like hearing the sound when everyone was like yeah made like you know mm-hmm. you know you know yeah so yeah like when that one sound hit the resonance yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you're like wow i'm in it yeah <laughs> i'm here yeah, when yeah. I was doing, when I was in band with, and the oh shit, I'm supposed to be playing right now. Fuck, <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just soaking in the moment. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. When I was in the band playing trumpet, like we were living in an apartment, and so like I couldn't be too loud when I was practicing this fucking mm-hmm. trumpet. But also like I was so bad at the scales because like I couldn't buzz like hard enough, right? But like yeah. to get to the <laughs> highest notes, you gotta buzz like hella hard, bro. Um, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then one day I was like, maybe I'll go to like there we had like neighborhood park. I was like, maybe I'll go there and practice. So I, I went there. Like, I went there before, before I brought boy. my trumpet out. Before I brought my trumpet out, and like, there's some like kids there, and there's all the people. I was like, dog, if I can't even do the scales like in my own bedroom with nobody else listening, I, there's definitely no chance I can do it out here. And then like a year later, there was like a kid who like I think went from uh, elementary school to middle school, and so then he started. He he joined band. And he had a saxophone, and he would play in the park, and he was like amazing. He was like, fuck, it was beautiful. Were people like, like giving him money? This poor homeless boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just him and his sex. <laughs> uh, and I was like, dude, I could actually never do this again. And then, so then at the end of the year, my professor, not my professor, my teacher, my band teacher was like, oh, true, you want to do this again? Like after I fucked up the scales in front of everybody in class and stuff. I was like, nah. And he's like, oh, why? I'm like, what you? What do you think is the reason, bro? You dumbass. I can't practice at home. I can't be here. I can't do it well at school. Like, what, what, this is stupid. Uh, anyway. Look at you yeah. now. That's kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. It's sad, but it's, it's also, I don't, it made me feel it was a different instrument. I feel different, but like trumpet. Mm. That's why I didn't play trumpet, man. I wanted to play trumpet. Yeah. My dad violin like, is cool, though. That's impressive. No, violin That's is cool. Action. Violin's better. Yeah. My dad was like, you're, you're too small to be able to like blow into the trumpet and play like play well 
You should play the violin. I wanted to do, play the violin. Yeah, I wanted to do cello, actually. That was, like, mm-hmm. my second option. Oh, but, then, but then I saw cool. it, and I was like, this shit's fucking cool. massive. And I was yeah, like, I ain't hearing that shit. <laughs> I'm good. That's what I hated about tenor, too. It was so heavy. Mm. Yeah. It was, like, me and my giant, like, um, luggage every day. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 pounds of just, like, my backpack, like, all my AP books and like, this giant, like, <laughs> yeah. case. It looked like I had, like... Like a, it looked like a like a gun, like cold. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but it's okay. I was intimidating. Or whatever. wait, wasn't marching band like a huge commitment though? Like after and like yeah. after school, before school, or it was not mm, that intense. It's only for like two years, and then I stopped, and then mm-hmm. I switched over to an ensemble. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember uh-huh. a lot of it, but it was a good time. For what it was true. I feel like you really get really close to the people in the band. That yeah, way. Yeah, most of my friends were from from there mm. um that's cool music love that <laughs> do we want to go to the thing yeah okay. yeah it's a great it's a great transition you got it man you got it you got it yeah we yeah. love we love the segues i think that's my i hope part. i hope we're <laughs> making the telepathic connection that i think you're thinking of yeah speaking of music oh shit <laughs> Uh, me, Guzzi, and Haran oh, actually just went to Coachella that. recently. What? What? Is it a different? Think, yeah, I thought you were going something else. <laughs> what, what? 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 I thought you were just talking about the friends thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wait, what the hell does music have to do with friends? <laughs> no, she just said that a lot of her friends came from marching band. Oh. oh mm-hmm. uh, speaking of friends. <laughs> <laughs> so cringe. Speaking of friends, that's <laughs> before you came on the podcast, <laughs> you texted me, um, you know, about the different varieties of friends that people can have. Um, and I thought this was a very interesting topic. You know, I think you mentioned, mm. you know, you that we should talk about maybe like a, what makes a good friend a good friend. Um, friend versus like roommate experience and like platonic versus like romantic love, but I guess between friends, but also just generally um yeah but clearly you had some thoughts here so what do you think who what do you think makes a good friend like what do you think is the top like the most important characteristic hmm how good is Tarun on a scale of one to good you need to good friends for the for the three <laughs> two months that i've known him yeah, <laughs> yeah. is he trending, Honestly, up? trending upward it's actually like it's it started up so high <laughs> oh no oh no it always does uh, that's the true no, story yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was good no i think i mean think about even just this podcast like it's just a testament of like how quickly a friendship can evolve mm-hmm. um and and like what is it flourish not flourish like what's the word blossom like can develop like so can blo- yeah blossom yeah that's a great word how a friendship can blossom so quickly and so and like i feel like obviously haran harsha christian like you guys aren't in new york so it's or, it, or like it's not as easy oh we're not cool enough to be your friend yeah we get it we're, yeah we're no, we get that all the time but i've 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 had the opportunity to hang out with tarun like in the past two months, like we've we've probably hung out every week, yeah. right? Yeah, if much. I'm not mistaken, yeah. like probably multiple times a week too, as well. And like seeing how my friendships have evolved in the past two years, I think especially one post pandemic mm-hmm. to post grad, mm-hmm. yeah. like in the real world, I think is like a huge thing. 
Um, like it's so hard to make friendships just in general, mm-hmm. but having, having those elements that, um, on top, it just makes it so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. And looking back at it, like seeing how easily and how deeply and how like great my friendships have been mm-hmm. in these past two to three years is, has been like a really cool thing mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Like, in spite of everything that's been going on, in spite of how many challenges have like came our way that actually like tore us, mm-hmm. like who pulled us apart from mm-hmm. like all these daily interactions where you would normally make friends, mm-hmm. but somehow make them in other ways mm-hmm. and like create these like really deep bonds with people has been like a really great um, learning lesson for mm-hmm. me and has made me really grateful, I think, during this time like Neha and I even though we knew each other in college like her and um my friend Saman Shaheen and Sreya like I only knew Saman at that time through our organization in college Mm -hmm. and then I started getting to know her in senior year and even then we weren't even that close Mm -hmm. it took us till graduation during the pandemic for us to become friends Mm -hmm. and then because she stayed over um, she stayed in LA, uh, during the pandemic, we started hanging out more. Mm-hmm. And from there on our friendship, like grew immensely. And I think that goes to show with like, even with a lot of like pandemic relationships, if mm-hmm. you look at them, they're either became super, um, either they broke up or they became super close yeah. in that mm-hmm. time span. Um, but from what I've realized is like, it really isn't about how long you've known the person but like the depth of connection that you have mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, like you, you meet so many people and they're like, yeah, surface level. Great. Like fun. Like you'll hang out with them a little bit, yeah. but then like they're really like, how far can you go? Mm-hmm. And there's some people you meet immediately and you're like, already have the connection. You feel like you've known them for many years. Mm-hmm. I would say that about Tarun as well. Like the, mo- the, like I did not know that you and Ajay were like, essentially strangers kind of yeah. like you had a mutual friend mm. like Nays was was your friend mm. but like seeing you guys interact now yeah, two months it's pretty crazy it seems like you guys have known each other for like years and years and yeah. years and i feel like even with you like when i met you i think the way that you opened up yourself mm. and you were so friendly mm. made one like broke down that that wall i feel like there's always a wall yeah. when you're meeting someone new mm. that wall was completely broken and it was so easy to just like be myself learn about you as a person and like actually like get get through that and like Mm -hmm. actually start hanging out talking Mm -hmm. like um making jokes like i think that's something that's very um like it i feel like it almost has to be earned Mm -hmm. in a lot of Mm -hmm. friendships instead of just being like just like hey this is who i am i think you're really cool like let's hang out let's be friends like it's very rare that um like that comes naturally, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's right. It takes so much time. So when you're when you're able to just like get that immediately, mm-hmm. I think that's it's so valuable. Like yeah. you're like, oh, this is this is a part. Like this is my home. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, it's been really cool meeting everyone. Like I feel like I've I've made some of my deepest friendships in these past like two years. Even this past like two months, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I've met more people here in New York. Yeah, so many people. Like than I have living in LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For many, many years. Hmm. Maybe it's proximity. Maybe it's the way, like, the culture yeah. is here. But still. 
it's a lot of factors, but it, I think that that goes really far. I don't know how how have you how have y'all's friendship evolved like throughout the years. We're strictly business. We're not even friends anymore now. Yeah, we're just business partners. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. not really true. Um, yeah. I think it's been tested the last. Only the last, like, I mean, since COVID, it's been it's been tested because like Christian was away and like us we were together, um, and then like <laughs> even now like, we're all like, or in like a couple months we'll all be in like all four different cities. So I think it will be even. Like, it keeps it gets like, consistently evolving, but that's why I'm kind of glad we had this podcast because like it's a it's a means for us to like stay in touch and like keep ourselves updated and also like check catch up with old friends, new friends, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But do you guys feel like you need to like put in like I think one of the biggest issues I've always had is like keeping up with friendships like you feel like you always need to have like an equal amount of effort pushed mm-hmm. by both yeah. friends especially yeah. from long distance friends yeah. but do you guys feel like there's any like you know like resistance in that or is it easy to like keep up with each other I think it's easy because of this I think otherwise mm-hmm. it might it be, might be harder yeah 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 um, I get that. So, because it's like so different because like three or four years of our friendship was just I could just walk down the hall or like open my door, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you should put in the effort, and it took some getting used to. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think maybe that's why it's a little. I mean, I don't know about you, Tarun. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's why it's been a little bit easier, at least for us. Um, I feel like we're kind of creating that that like ecosystem here in New York with a lot of our friend groups yeah yeah because we're kind of like incorporating each other into our daily lives yeah. like i'm i live with two of my best friends mm-hmm. and like i i don't know about you, i can't speak for you too but like i feel like aj's becoming your best <laughs> yeah. friend yeah, no, it, it's like it, new york is very like college-esque just in just the fact that like everyone's such, in such close proximity and mm-hmm. it's so like so unbelievably easy to like see each other like i feel mm-hmm. like even in Nova, when we're all together, like seeing each other twice a week was semi difficult, right? Like just based on schedules and like just a meetup for like a dinner that we would go to somebody's house and cook. Like I felt like that was like it required some effort. Whereas here, I feel like mm. it's even less than that, which is crazy. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, that, I think that's also like the environment is also what is like so conducive to like making close friends here because it's just like it's nonstop. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think, I think you bring up a good point in that, like when we were, when us four were roommates, it was like daily. And like, I think some people are roommates and they don't hang out with the roommates, but they're like friends with their roommates. I think we were like, we were roommates and we were best friends. So it's like, we all, we didn't really see any other people. And then we would get mad when Haran went to go see other people like <laughs> fucking Tyler or whatever. Um, I literally would just hang out with people to do homework. I wasn't like, it's half, like, cat. um, it's yeah, like 75% man. of the hey, time we were doing work. Hey, like, that's how fucking... Dad, dad, beer, dad stop fighting. Beer. Dads. <laughs> We'd be like, I mean, Ron, come out. easy, man. Ron, come I out was with us. Doing, I was literally like, working oh. half the time. We, oh like, we literally would talk about it as a group with like, my friends. I'd be like, yo, like, should we, like, do something, like, to chill? And I'm like, oh, fuck, we got, like, this homework coming up. We, let's work on that. It was mm. so crazy. It wasn't fun hangouts, bro. I've had the same argument for, like, the last, like, seven years. I'm not... You guys don't listen to me, man. You guys don't listen to me. Well, there's nothing to listen to, bro. Yeah. We, we we asked you to come uh, come out, and then when you came home, you wouldn't be home. You'd be like, "Oh, what'd you do?" And then you were like, "Oh, I went to Tyler's to play FIFA and drink beer." <laughs> <laughs> like twice, twice is. 
I'm bad right now. My blood's boiling. Oh. Someone else. So in that kind of case, like you read a toxic friendship. That's what we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a friendship, or like, or just roommates as well. Oh no, no we're, I think they're mostly playing. I think it was mostly just a joke, but yeah, yeah, mostly. Mm. Mostly, it felt personal. It felt personal. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so in that kind of vein, like, do you guys? What do you guys think about? Because there's like a what is it a saying that says like oh don't live with your roommate don't live with your best friends yeah. mm-hmm. um do you agree with that harsha yeah harsha for context mm-hmm. me and harsha lived together all four years of college and we were best friends yeah, mm. harsha's best friend i'm with that though I, time to be honest eric <laughs> if you want uh, to i mean i didn't i didn't regret that decision why do you say that like that um <laughs> 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 no i mean it's fine it's fine because like i think i disagree with that because like if like i'm friends with somebody like i want to spend time with them and i know how they are Mm. like yeah so we've made some like bad decisions with like other roommates like later but like as far as touring goes like yeah pretty good he passed the test he passed it yeah yeah i think i take it a little differently because like i wouldn't change like who i live with that i just want to start by saying that but like Mm -hmm. i know live alone and it's so great man like well that's that's a whole other ball game i know yeah that's but you can't compare that but to like i mean another room i would prefer to live with like somebody i know rather than a random roommate that's for sure but like just living on your own is just it provides so much like i'm definitely i'm a personal space kind of person like I need time to like not be socializing. Like my social battery is very limited and I understand when it's on, when it's off. And when it's off, like I won't talk to anybody for like 48 hours. Like there was a month this year where I just put my phone on do not disturb because I didn't want to deal with anybody. So mm-hmm. like I was just not about it. And so, but if you have a roommate, there's like a certain level of force interaction to mm-hmm. where it's not uncomfortable, but it's like a little like, I don't know. It's it's forced, so you you don't really feel yeah. great about it. So, you know, maybe things will change in the future, but like for now, I don't. I view like living. I mean, it's also different because we were in college, right? So like, you pretty much have to yeah. have a roommate. Um, but yeah, it's just a whole different experience. Um, Do you think it'll change for like a partner? Uh, I'm. I feel like it depends. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, I think that depends on like like how you view like uh like how you sacrifice things and like compromises and stuff um Mm -hmm. because like obviously nobody's gonna get everything they want right you just have to figure out whether you're compatible with like you know somebody snoring or like you know somebody who like doesn't clean the dishes or you know somebody doesn't take out the trash or if it's somebody who like i don't know there's a lot of factors that go into it i don't want to make any preconceived notions about that but you would I would like to imagine that you can like coexist in an environment like that where, you know, things aren't perfect for either person, but they're good enough to where like you have other things that offset like the negatives to the positives. Yeah. I mean, Harsha's almost about to have that experience. <laughs> Not even, man. Man's got <laughs> time. He's a couple of years away, unfortunately. Yeah. Why? Uh, yeah. After the wedding, we'll be like two hours apart mm. um, just because of work and school and stuff. So, yeah, it'll still be. But then after after hopefully yeah like later like a year or two um, okay nice so yeah actually like i've lived with her like in places for like a week mm-hmm. at a time so it's been good but yeah i actually like don't i guess i don't fully know how it'll be as roommates too, but 
Are you looking forward to it, though? Am I looking forward to it? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Take a second there. <laughs> like, am I looking forward to it? It should be a yeah, yes. I am. <laughs> yes. yes. The right answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. It's been too long. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, in terms of that topic, the reason why, like, when I was, like, sending you over, like, the the note about friendships, mm. um, and... I've always been the type of person who has like valued platonic friendships even like slightly more mm. over romantic like potential like interests and things like that. Mm. So I'm very curious like to see like because I've always had experiences like either when I've had experiences where friends have gotten with someone that person even though they've only known them for half the amount of time that they've been friends with mm. me or with whoever they will dedicate 110% of their time to that relationship. Mm -hmm. And it would hurt. It would like literally like break my heart because in my eyes, like my friendships with my friends are just like, like if not equal, like probably greater, like more important to me Mm -hmm. to prioritize. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see like here, like about you guys, like what, how do you guys like, especially the ones that are in relationships, like how do you guys balance that? Um, like your friendships, your platonic relationships to your like romantic relationships, like what, what carries more weight or if it is the same kind of weight, is it different? Like, it's just like, it's just more compartmentalized. Or mm. How would you even go about that? Let's go in descending order, starting with the husband. <laughs> <laughs> like of time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to clarify. Um, that. <laughs> I I put more value into my romantic relationship because mm-hmm. um, it's also like I I didn't view it as that much of a sacrifice because it's like it's kind of easy when she's also f- like friends with your friends too, so mm-hmm. we can hang out together. I can do both. Uh, I think in the beginning, I don't really remember or like think I. I guess I would go and visit her a lot, uh, but I think I never viewed it as like something that I would have to apologize or like talk to my like other friends about because I feel like it's you're like putting in effort for like a potential like long term romantic relationship down the road, and like your other friends like would kind of understand and be there for you because you know that you're doing something for yourself. Yeah. I think it's different though. Like you're, you're literally about to get married. <laughs> yeah. That's the, you're literally yeah. like, Hey y'all. But I think yeah, you, bye. You, you were saying also more on the lines where like, uh, like you say, your a friend of yours had just met some guy like a couple of weeks ago and like they become yeah. like really involved and they just like only spend time with themselves. Right. That's yeah. Like, more. Yeah. Cause like, wait, harsh number. They've yeah, known each other for like a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Forever. So it's a little, because for context, there's different. a picture yeah. of him and Amrita, his to be wife in like, like literally as babies next to each other. Oh wow. Yeah. It's like a movie, bro. It's fake. Yeah. <laughs> Meant to be. Yeah. Meant to be. This is such an efficient guy, bro. You saw one girl and you're like, that's it. That's good. <laughs> Two years old. He's like, that's the one. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. Target acquired. I'm good. I'm good. I'll Target take it. Acquired. I don't know. Maybe you guys could answer like when I first started dating her did I don't think did anything change. Sure, I think you would know best because you lived with him at that time. So like, yeah, that's true. like we, mm-hmm. like Han and I only really saw Harsha like 
mostly on the weekends was, anyway. Turin had his hands full at that time. Oh lordy, that's that's crazy. Everybody's getting hit. This podcast uh, is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't, no one's safe. <laughs> yeah, no one is. Um, no, I don't, I don't think much changed. Um, well, that's also that's well, different because you know Amrita too. Yeah, like, I, I've known Amrita <laughs> from early days, like third, what, no, third grade, something like that. So yeah, it's it's odd. It's yeah, also like, like my it's it's also hard to say because they were like at the time when they first started dating, Harsha was going to Virginia Tech and she was at UVA, and like I, although mm-hmm. she would visit here and there, like it wasn't nearly as much as it was like later on their relationship mm-hmm. um so like from a day-to-day like even weekly like bi-weekly monthly sometimes like nothing fucking changed like he was just on facetime more often than not um which, oh he kind of lived on facetime oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did you feel like your friendship ever kind of like dipped a little bit nah nah woo, woo, nah <laughs> good. i mean we're in the same I mean, literally in friend. the same room like when you're in the same room as somebody else there's no you can't yeah. escape. Mm-hmm. You can't escape. What a great friendship. <laughs> That's that crazy, is. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, like, being in a long-distance relationship now, it's, like, I think it's interesting that you bring it up because, like, it feels like, like, at least for me, like, I guess, like, in my relationship, like, during the week, we are on FaceTime, like, pretty much all the time, like, after work. Um, and then during the weekend, I'll also call her here and there, but I think... The weekend is more set aside for like my social events, which like obviously she cannot be a part of, unfortunately. Um, so sometimes it does feel like I'm because our our time together is limited when you're when you're long distance relationship, right? So sometimes it feels like oh I'm like out for so long on like the Saturday or like this Saturday is like completely taken up. Um, but I also would like to spend my weekend just chilling with her on Facetime. Um, so I think there's definitely a balance, um, but. It's a balance, but I think it's also good because I think we both have this expectation where neither of us want to like limit each other's lives lives in any way. Um, like I'm not going to be like, hey, let's like watch this Netflix show, and I don't want you to go hang out with this person. Like, uh, I, nah, like that could wait, you know. Like it's not. I I would rather them her hang out with um, like somebody else over like FaceTime with me, but at the same time, it's yeah. like, it's tough to. To gauge, I guess, sometimes. Um, that makes sense. I think also, one thing I want to add for, I think Amrita sacrificed more than I did for our relationship. Because I think she was on dance team and she just quit when we started dating, pretty much. Because she was mm-hmm. I don't have time to like go to practice and comps and also lose it, me. Mm-hmm. Damn. Which I guess I didn't really understand in the moment. Damn, but then I realized like, like a Recently, Dude, like yeah. too recently. <laughs> but yeah, you're a lucky man. Did you thank her after you realized? I was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, that voice too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that voice. <laughs> Wait, did you actually talk to her about it's this? Like, Aw. Yeah, we no, we it came up uh, when she was talking about it to somebody else, but I was there. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember. But did she say it. like she specifically quit? I guess like for you in a way or was it like just that you it was like implied it was it was implied Mm. kind of but that was nice of her do you think you made that big of a sacrifice i mean no no, no. you said she sacrificed more but what do you think is the biggest sacrifice you made oh yeah it doesn't have to be deep like it can just yeah and it's not it can't be it can't be money (laughs) no 
I wasn't gonna say money, but uh, oh, okay, my bad, man. Uh, I don't know. Actually, maybe I have it. <laughs> just kind of bad. I'll, I'll think of something. Just, no, no. Just I feel like I feel like a relationship is good if you don't have to make any sacrifices. That means things are going. Yeah, right. good for you. Yeah. Convenient. Maybe I just need to be like more perceptive or something like maybe i should be doing something (laughs) it'll be a push and pull maybe right now she like like maybe in the beginning of your relationship she sacrificed something once you guys get married and there are things that like are going to be beneficial for her that you may need to sacrifice that's when you'll step up this is so funny you say that because so like as harsha was mentioning uh amrita will be living at UIUC, like two hours away from Chicago, um, where Harsha would live, like in, in the city of Chicago. And we asked him a while back, like, oh, are you ever going to go down and visit her? And he's like, no, nah, fuck that. She's coming every time. What the fuck is there to do down there? Because she'll have a car and he won't. Yeah. Mm. So she's going to make the drive every time while she's doing her fellowship for her grad yeah. degree. Yeah. See, this is something to think about. Yeah. yeah Harsha, you got to make yeah, it up. It is. Yeah, I booked some trains to go there. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> A few. A few. <laughs> Surprised you're not making yeah, her just I, I, drop you back and then drive yeah. back after. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, know, baby. It'll be fun for us to spend time together in the car. <laughs> I, I, th- I, I think maybe one of the things I've maybe indirectly sacrificed is like I really – I wanted to go to school and I was strongly considering going part-time solely – not solely. One of the reasons is because I wanted the income and I needed the income to get married. So I think yeah. uh, mm. that's one thing. But I also like don't That's a big sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I also like, I also didn't really get in anywhere full time, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I decided to do part time and that's probably one of the reasons mm. subconsciously. Mm. Nice. Great job, Harsha. Yeah, you're you're a lucky guy. I'm glad I thought of something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I can speak from like prior experience. I was definitely one of those people that like you get in a relationship and then you shift all of your focus on that person. Like I've been told like by my friends, like you, you realize you did the X, Y, and Z. And I was like, no, I didn't even fucking know. So that's definitely something that I've tried to alter like going forward or like in the past that it's just like being more aware of like being not necessarily equal because I, I actually don't know the answer to your question about which is more valuable to me um i'd like to think that th- maybe not even valuable but like how, how where do you lean toward when you do get in a relationship like do you consciously try to like keep your platonic friendship still like really important yeah or do you just like fall back and just like are susceptible to just prioritizing your relationships over your friendships. I think, like, especially when I was a lot younger, I was, I think they they made a term for it now called love bombing, where, like, Mm. you, like, go, like, do shit, like, repetitively over and over again, and, like, you Mm. get really close to somebody, like, really quickly, and, like, do things together, like, all the time, and, like, I think that's, I think that's a description. I've never looked up the description, but I think that's along the lines where you just basically spend like weeks upon time like together like straight after you meet each other or something like that and like definitely looking back that is such an unhealthy way to do it (laughs) um 
with no, at least per, for me, maybe it works for some people, but like for mm-hmm. me, there's just no balance, especially now that I'm older and like, you know, like, like I said, I value my personal time a lot. So I think there's actually even like three ways of going about it, like time with like platonic friends, like relationship and then like self time. Um, and so I th- would like to think that I prioritize them both equally, but I think even though I've made alterations, like I would still probably lean more towards a romantic relationship than a platonic relationship, but I've definitely learned a lesson about making sure that it's way more equal than I used to do. Cause it is very interesting. Uh, I think I can provide like a, a different perspective and I'm curious to see maybe it's from like female perspective yeah. versus male perspective. Like, I feel like my female friendships fulfill me like on a soul level. Mm. Like they like fulfill me fully as a person and like a relationship fulfills me on a relationship Mm. basis. Mm. Whereas I feel like oftentimes what I've heard with um, like men, when they get in a relationship, that relationship covers both. Yeah. Like, both aspects and then the boys are just kind of like the boys yeah like like if there comes a point where like that relationship ends and they had given everything it's just like it takes out everything whereas like with women when when, even when they're in a relationship Mm -hmm. like they're they're not going to their significant other for things that will like sustain like their interests or their like there's certain things that only like female friendships or like certain things that their friendships mm-hmm. can can provide that like the the relationship doesn't. Yeah, that makes sense because I think that's one of the things that I like consciously made a change about was that I tried to have a lot more platonic female friends just mm. to like cross that boundary or like that barrier of like I never had like purposely not had a lot of female friends like I, it just was a circumstance. But as I got older, I like, like what you said, I value a lot more of my platonic female friendships because they give me a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different like ways of looking at things that I would never ever think of. They fulfill you in different ways. Yeah. So I think that's part of the change that I talked about is that making that transition to like, not necessarily like having a 50-50 like split of like, oh, I have to have same number of platonic female friends as I do male friends. But like... I definitely have like more confidants that are female platonic friendships and like males just because I think there's just an easier barrier to entry with mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So I think that's like the emotional. Yeah. Side. That side. And like just being able to be more expressive about things and like having there <laughs> with my platonic female friends are definitely way more likely to like not go along with what I'm saying and like tell me something different. So, and a lot of times when I have platonic male friendship discussions, they're just like, yeah, you, you know, you sound right. Or like, you know, whatever, like that kind of thing. So I think that's definitely, <laughs> I definitely think that, uh, that's been something that's helped me grow a lot. Mm. Very cool. Ron? Yeah. I mean, I recently got a relationship also pretty much long distance for almost all of it. Um, and kind of like Turin was saying, like, I guess like last year when I was living by myself, like pretty much every day was like the same where um, we would pretty much video call every night um, for a couple hours. Uh, and I feel like 
I valued that a lot at the time because I didn't really talk to that many people at school. So like having that comfort was like really good. But I, looking back, I wish I kind of like also made time for like some of my friends that I didn't keep in touch with um, for like that year when I was like not um, in Nova. So I guess like moving forward, like next time I date someone, I think I would like to be more conscious about it. Kind of like what Christian was saying. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Very cool. We're all being so mature. <laughs> yeah, dude. Holy shit, we came so very this, this, podcast this podcast has two moods, like like <laughs> bad shit, crazy, or super yeah. deep and intellectual. <laughs> no in between. Yeah. Let's let's on one last question uh, that mm. I see you posted in our notion here. Uh, someone wanted to ask you out of our Coachella group that had obviously some Virginia people, um, mm. that being me, Haran. Uh, Emily, Vincent, Jackie, um, Anuch. Who is your... Lovely group, by the way. Yeah. I thought oh, that was funny. awesome. Uh, funny. That's great. Funny that's you great. say that. Yeah, because uh, the question oh? is, who's your least favorite out of those people? <laughs> <laughs> you can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> you can't, can't put me on the spot. I figured I'd, I figured I'd be chosen. It's fine. Uh, no, no. Honestly, like, I was so pleasantly surprised, like, just for context for anyone listening and for for I'm sure you guys have already like talked about Coachella a little bit too but like we had over was it 22 people 22 yeah, 23 yeah. people yeah. um in one Airbnb and like three different friend groups that kind of came together so mm-hmm. it was like LA group New York group and then Nova people mm-hmm. yeah. um and it somehow miraculously worked out so well. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. Like no no BS. Like everyone was super nice. Like there's no drama. Like I was surprised at how close I got to like Jax and like Emily. And like mm-hmm. Vincent was such a like vibe too. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite like highlights remembering was like uh seeing when we got to the grounds, seeing Vincent and Emily like take photos it was like that insta couple you know it was so cool to see them he was like telling her how to pose and i was i was in awe of that i was like okay you go you okay (laughs) um and then Jax was so sweet like sweetheart anuj literally like i don't know how he's so positive dude all the time true to the exact words my mind i'm like i'm sure he goes to bed and he's just smiling smiling. (laughs) yeah in college they used to call him smiley yeah. He has like resting smiling, like yeah. resting happy face, yeah. and yeah. which I, I mean, like it's amazing. Yeah. I I wish I could be like that. I feel like I used to be like that, but you know what? Um, <laughs> Shit happened. I played basketball with him in the rain yesterday. With knees. Oh, oh yeah, that's tough. Um, I played basketball outside with him yesterday in the rain. He was still smiling. He's like in his hoodie. He's like, yeah, this is a great time, guys. We're all having fun. You know? <laughs> I was like, bro, what the? We fuck? need more people like a nude. Yeah. Like, we do. The world yeah. needs more people like a nude. They really do. And then who else is them? Like you know Haran. Yeah, he either, <laughs> we celebrated. We celebrated his birthday, which is oh, that's awesome. Fair, that's fair. Yeah, I feel bad to the Friday when I got there. I did not sleep all that night before, mm-hmm. and I got there and like I saw everyone. And I don't know if like I was tired or I just like had like a mini panic attack, just like meeting so many people at one. That's I was fair. just like, like I need to go. Moment. I need to go lay down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the I rest think of the week was a lot better of after that. For, yeah, for a birthday for new people, like it's 
Yeah, but I would yeah. say everyone in the group was super welcoming, super friendly. Yeah. It was really good vibes. Yeah. yeah, it was a great time. I think I I yeah. loved meeting everyone. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Would do it again, maybe <laughs> yeah. in better circumstances if we did like VIP or something. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> Ooh, I'd be down. Like I'd, yeah. I'm, yeah, great. I think that's a good <laughs> positive note to end this podcast on. Tune, who's your least favorite of the, the Virginia yeah. squad? Yeah, who's your least favorite out of the, the other group of people? <laughs> He's going to say you. Uh, yeah, oh, keep, you keep me out of it. Keep me out of it. Yeah. Uh, I have to keep her on out of it? Yeah. All right, so that's all we have time for today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> friendships, like new friendships. I think if we had to summarize all of this, like it's awesome getting to meet new people mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. I think creating these little moments where we can actually connect, yeah, like going to Coachella, like New York groups, like people mm-hmm. come visiting, like, yeah. like just more opportunities for all mm-hmm. of us to like mm-hmm. connect and, you know, vibe, have a good time. Yeah. Like even this podcast, like, I feel like me and Christian, we're going to be homies, like literally like tomorrow. <laughs> if he comes to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like it's so. like also the biggest, um, like green flag where, Mm. If it's like even even like someone you're interested in romantically or just like another friend that you're introducing to someone else, it's like if they all vibe together, it's like yeah. this is amazing. This is perfect. Yeah. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. ask for any more. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Of course. Not. I of course. hope it was entertaining no, and interesting discussion. I, <laughs> I don't remember the last time we recorded for two hours. So this is a very lengthy yeah. podcast for Christian Ed. Mm. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this lengthy podcast can be found on many different platforms that includes Apple Music, Spotify, uh, YouTube, TikTok, um, anywhere you can get media. We also have an Instagram. It's uh, it's at an interesting discussion um, where we post, um, you know, episode posts, quote posts and snippets from our episode. So definitely check us out there. Guzzy will be posted there. Uh, Guzzy, before we leave you today, um, do you want to leave a message to the world? To everyone listening, please tune in to an interesting podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If anything, like, <laughs> I had a great time. Yeah. I hope y'all had a great time. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be time. back again. Maybe we'll have some more stories. I would love to learn more about everybody. Yeah. Maybe post, post-wedding. post That would be really cool. Mm. Like, post-wedding DB. Like, Honestly, like, we'll, we'll, we'll gauge your dancing skills. Oh, shit. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> before um, before we dip, I there's a rumor out there that you're an aspiring nail tech. Can you confirm or deny? <laughs> um, I can't confirm or deny, but okay. I, I do like to dabble okay. in it. <laughs> so <laughs> if you need your nails done, yeah, for I'm sure. your gal. All right. Uh, that'll be update. First update on next time because he's on. We'll, we'll find yeah, out if there you go. her career is blossomed or not. Um, mm. One more thing. Echo, I want to echo everything you said. You know, so amazing. Um, but it is at an interesting discussion on an interesting <laughs> podcast. Um, I feel bad, but you know, I just got to clear it up for the viewers. You know, we can't, we can't lose any views yeah. here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, People are like, oh, this, this is not an interesting podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. That's going to be it for today, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.